Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 20 to 25 minute program where we provide answers for your, I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life has just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting, it's so glad to have you here. Today, we're going to cover the topic of dealing with pain in recovery. And this is a, an appropriate topic, whether you are the person who's, who's the addict or the alcoholic, or maybe it's porn addiction or sex addiction or an eating disorder, it doesn't matter whether you're that person or you're a loved one, a mom, a dad, or a husband, a spouse, a son or daughter. Uh, dealing with pain and recovery is, is a very sensitive topic, but one that needs to be talked about more, quite honestly, in, in my opinion. And it's always great to see that we, we do have people literally from coast to coast and around the globe joining, joining the broadcast and listening to it. Thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect, depending upon what platform you're, you're watching or listening to this on. You should see a, a chat box. If you see a subscribe button, please subscribe. And if you're on a platform that allows you to leave comments, please do, because we hugely value those comments that, that you leave for us. And if you do have a request for some additional information, please go to my website, which is at randymortensen.com. That's Randy, last name Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. On the front page of that website, there is a 21-point assessment that's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one actually qualifies for one of my programs that is called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So without further ado, I want to just do a deep dive into this, this topic that is dealing with pain and recovery, and, and I just love to to talk about this topic and share tools. I just shared it uh, as the opening night session at the Lifestyle Lifestyle Champion Weekend for Men event that was uh, just this past weekend up in the great state of Minnesota. And it had just significant impact on, on the guys that, that were attending. And I thought it appropriate to share it on this episode of Courageous Recovery Podcast. And there's a, a verse in Romans, it's verse 28 in, in Romans chapter 8, and it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love them. Let me read that again. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So my goal with this episode and, and just talking about this topic, my goal is to help the listener understand that changing how we think about pain can help us draw closer to God. Changing how that we think about it, changing the mindset can help us draw closer to God. And it will help us in trusting him more. And it will provide sensitivity in serving others even. And it allows us to be better witnesses to the world. Once you've gone through is items involving pain that allows you to be a better witness and to serve others. And, and I, I, I like this, this quote 
that I've heard a, a few times, and I believe it was Pastor Rick Warren that came up with this quote. He said, pain without purpose is unbearable. Let me say that again. Pain without purpose is unbearable. And it's very interesting as you take a look back in, in history, and it's amazing to me how people can deal with just enormous amounts of pain. Think about the woman that's dealing with childbirth. You know, certainly, certainly there's, there's some excruciating levels of pain, but yet I don't know of a mom yet that would say it, that it just wasn't worth it. It's a huge blessing to, to deliver that child and to see that child mature and grow up. And there's also some painful surgery that, that people that I know have, have gone through. But in the case of the mom and in the case of that painful surgery, the person that was going through that pain knew it had a purpose. And God really wants to change how we think about pain. We can use pain to draw closer to God. We can use pain to trust him more. We can use pain to become more sensitive in serving others. Because as I said a minute ago, once we've gone through that pain, then we can use our story to make an impact and to, to, to be a witness to the world and specifically to those that are struggling with the pain that you've endured. So in this discussion, we're going to see how God uses our pain for good in our lives and in the lives of others. There's a verse in, in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 9. So 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9. And here's what it says. Now I am glad because of the pain or because of your troubles, it turned you to God. Why might people in pain run away from God instead of running to God? Why might they do that? It's because they don't know the true purpose of pain. And when people begin to run toward God instead of running away from God, that's how God can use those painful trials to bring comfort and to bring healing. And it's, it's, it's important for each and every one of us to, to have a personal example of how their pain maybe turned them toward God. And in Second Corinthians, again, chapter 1, verse 4, it's written that he, meaning God, comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. Let me say that again. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, it says, God comforts us in all our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort others. Why is it easier to help others in pain if you're in the same pain or have experienced that pain? It's because as you emerge from those moments, that's when you become an expert to others that are still struggling with it. And in the next two verses in, in the first chapter of second Corinthians, it says, when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for comfort and salvation for when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort others, or it says we will comfort you. And then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. It just blows my mind how 2,000 plus years ago, there was the wisdom. 
coming out of out of out of the out of the Bible because again I want to remind you that the Bible tells us not to waste our pain but instead to let it become part of our ministry. How can you turn your painful experiences into a ministry that can help others? That's the question that I want to to offer to you today. How can you turn your painful experiences into a ministry or a message that can help others. In Philippians 1.12, it says, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. <laughs> when Paul was a prisoner in Rome, he wrote letters that became the New Testament. And he then wanted his pain as a prisoner to be a to be a message to those that felt that they were trapped. And I'm going to share in a minute five ways that we can use that pain for good. And Jesus' greatest witness of God's love was his suffering that day on the cross, or or just those days leading up to the day on the cross of the crucifixion. So another question that I have for you is how might your reactions to sufferings and adversities influence others? How might your, your misery become a message that, that, that helps others, that, that allows others to heal and to be set free? How might you learn to be obedient in sharing and growing in your character that, that your, your struggles will become a powerful, powerful message that will help others to heal. And another verse that, that I, I just love that, that really is applicable to this topic is in Ecclesiastes. In chapter 2, verses 22 and 23, it says, so do, excuse me, so what do people get for all their hard work and struggles here on earth? Their entire life is filled with pain and their work is unbearable. Even at night, their minds don't rest. It all seems so pointless. But yet, if you read a few more verses down in, in chapter 2 of Ecclesiastes, it says, this is the reward. These are the rewards. And it goes on to list the fruits that come about from, from their hard work and their struggles here on earth. And back to that verse in Romans, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purposes. Have you gone through all of this for nothing? Was written in Galatians 3, 4. Have you gone through all of this for nothing? No. I'm going to talk here in a minute about five ways to use your pain for good in your life and in the life of others. And in Galatians 3, 4, it says, have you gone through all of this for nothing? Is it all really for nothing or the questions that were that were in the third chapter of Galatians? And it goes on to expand as to the reason why it absolutely was not for nothing at all. And so as, as we look at the five ways to use your pain for good in your life, again, whether you're that person's struggling with a compulsive and destructive behavior, or maybe you're that loved one who's, who's got seemingly insurmountable pain because you're watching you know, the, that guy or gal that you love so deeply 
you're watching their pain and you in turn take on the pain and wonder, can it really get any worse? And then it does. Or you wonder, is there any hope for him or is there any way out for her? And I want, I want to just share with you the five ways that you can use your pain for good in your life and you can share your struggles with others and, and use, use your pain to guide them down a more wholesome path. So the first way that you can use pain, your pain is you can use that pain to draw closer to God and trust him more. Use pain to draw closer to God and to trust him more. And again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, it says, we were crushed and overwhelmed and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. We, we knew how powerless we were to help ourselves, but that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us. And he did help us. And then in, in, in the seventh chapter of 2 Corinthians, verse 9, it says, I'm glad, not because of your troubles, not because your troubles hurt you, but because the pain turned you to God. So we can, we can use that pain to draw closer to God and to trust him more. And, and then the second way we can, we can use pain is to draw closer to others in fellowship. So we can use pain to draw closer to others in our community or, or to, to draw closer to others in our church. Or in as, as it says, it talks about in Galatians, to draw closer to others in fellowship. Because by helping each other in your troubles, you truly obey the law of Christ. I love those words. By helping each other with your troubles, you truly obey the law of Christ. So the first was use pain to draw closer to God and trust him more. The second way you can use your pain is to draw closer to others in fellowship. The third way you can use your pain is to grow deeper like Jesus. And this is where discipleship really comes into play. You can use your pain to become a disciple first, but then you can use your pain to grow deeper like Jesus and, and to disciple others because of your spiritual growth and because of the tools now that you have. So sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. It just very well might take a pain of some sort to grow deeper in your walk or to draw you toward the faith that you've not really understood in the past. So use pain to grow deeper like Jesus to really take you more down that path of discipleship. And then as, as we look at, at what Paul's testimony of pain was all about, Paul, Paul talked, again, in, in, in 2 Corinthians about never becoming discouraged. And Paul would say, even though our physical being is, is gradually decaying, 
our spiritual being is renewed, being renewed day by day. Even though our physical bodies are, are, are getting older, maybe some are becoming more weak. Our spiritual being is renewed on a daily basis. And the temporary troubles that we're suffering or that we're facing will bring us tremendous and eternal glory. And they are by far greater than the troubles that we're going through. When we fix our attention, not only on things that are seen, but on things that are unseen, that's where glory comes into focus. And what can be seen lasts only for a lifetime, but what cannot be seen lasts forever or lasts for eternity. So using pain to grow deeper like Jesus and growing in discipleship has amazing rewards for each and every one of us as fully devoted followers of Christ. The fourth way that that you can use pain is to be more sensitive in serving others. So it's not only growing to be more of a disciple, but it's also to be more sensitive in serving others. Because God comforts us in all of our troubles. Why? So that we can comfort others. And then when others are troubled, we, we can say, I know how you feel. I went through the same thing. I felt the same way. But here's what I experienced and who, here's who I am today. And as, as people see us as a witness that as we're going through our suffering and as, as they see God showering us with his comfort, that's when we become free of, of being weighed down from those troubles. And it's going to be that benefit that, that we gain and it's going to be the, the witness that, that we show of God comforting us that is going to draw others close to him. They're going to say, how are you doing this? How, how are you getting through all of the problems that you have? Well, folks, what that's doing is it's, it's showing you how you can be an encouragement to others. And, and, and you being able to patiently endure the challenges that you have will be a witness to others that are struggling. And when you're more sensitive to serving others, that's when you can patiently endure your challenges, but also you're better, you're more sensitive in serving others. So the first was... Use pain to draw closer to God and to trust him more. The second way to use pain is to draw closer to others in fellowship. The third is to use pain to grow deeper, like Jesus, to become more more engaged in discipleship. And then the fourth way to use pain is to, to use that pain to become more sensitive in serving others. And then the fifth way to use pain is to be a witness to the world. And I touched on this in, in, in point number four, but being a witness to the world, to share, to share the good news of, of, of Jesus Christ to the, to the world. You know, think about Paul, the Apostle Paul. He was put in prison, and he said, even though I am in prison, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, 
that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. He wrote that in Philippians 1, verse 12. He said, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me has helped spread the good news. And in everything that we do, we try to show that we are true servants of God. And there's no better time to do that when others are witnessing the way that you're going about life despite the pain that you're in or despite the suffering and the hardship and the troubles that you've endured. So I, I want to encourage you to, to just remember the, the thoughts of don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. And take time to write down, get alone, spend some quiet time, and write down the four most painful moments in your life. What are the four most painful moments in your life? And then write down the names of people that you know who are going through those pains now. So the people that are going through the pain that you've been through in the past, I want you to be bold and reach out to those four people or however many people there are that, that are on your list and, and share the truth with them that this pain isn't forever. This pain is, is, is something that they can get through when they <clears throat> put the faith, their faith into the same God that you have. And folks, the feeling of freedom of being set free from the trials and the pain and whatever they're enduring is, is, is something that clearly only God can, can save them from. And only God can use that pain in ways that they can, their story can become a testimony in the future. Because as they witness you enduring those challenges, they're going to see that lifestyle champion that's within you thriving. They're going to see that lifestyle champion who has now been in a position to be evaluated in where they are today and to be in a position of gaining the, the tools or being equipped that they can now help others. And then the third phase of, of this, this journey of being a life, becoming a lifestyle champion revealed is that now they, they have learned, you have learned, and, and they will learn how to enjoy the new life, the new freedom that they have in, in, their, in their life and in the people around them. So if you'd like more information about my lifestyle champion cohort, um, go ahead and, and just text CHAMPION to 66866. That's CHAMPION to 66866. Um, myself or, or my assistant, Ludia, will, will be quick to, to get you additional information on the Lifestyle Champion cohort. And then I, I want to remind all of, all of the men in this listening audience that we do have another Lifestyle Champion weekend for men. Coming up in Central Florida the first weekend in February, it's February 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Canterbury Conference Center in, in Oviedo, Florida. For more information on that, you can go to lifestylechampion.org. It's www.lifestylechampion.org, and there is a, a, a significant amount of information there. 
about the weekend retreat. I can tell you, we just finished uh, last weekend the the retreat for men in Minnesota, and there were some radical changes in in people's lives and men's lives that are there. What what I want to remind you of is that there are million of millions of men around the world, literally looking to reconnect to God and their loved ones. And they're, they're curious as to how they can do that and, and how their neighbors or how their coworkers have this unending hope and grace. Well, it's the, the weekend for men that will give you some tools that will equip you and, and show you how to learn to experience God's power in your health your family, and your professional life. And the weekends are really known as a way for your spirituality to be awakened. So there will be speakers to be announced here in the next few days as far as who's going to be at that event the first weekend in February. But go to lifestylechampion.org for more information and to reserve your spot. So as we wrap up this session, I hope these these words have been inspiring to you. I hope that you found some some beneficial uh, nuggets of of information here. If you know someone who's struggling today, or or maybe you're that person who's battling a compulsive and destructive behavior, please don't wait another day to seek help. Reach out to me by texting Champion to six six eight six six, or call my office number which is 321-757-HOPE. Again, that's 321-757-HOPE or call someone you know and trust because those who are dying today are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of people who love them. Today's the day. Please don't wait another day to seek help. I hope you found this information helpful today. You can look for the replay of this to be available on the usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many others. Have a blessed day and be extraordinary today.